0: grace give you what you need to survive whatever you're going through. At this moment receive the grace, the strength, the favor, the mercy, the kindness of God to get beyond whatever barrier has stopped you. Believe that today is the day of new beginnings. Believe that this last year will be the last year of what has affected you and hurt you and that in this new year going forward into new things been received in Jesus name in Jesus name Lord we come before you and we lift up this lady we've asked to pray for an ICU she's in a coma we pray for Martha right now in Jesus name come against the spirit of death we say it's not the end we thank you that even as you breathe life within something that never had lived before and it came alive that your breath it's your very glory, your very self, raises the dead. And we ask you right now to comfort the family and just to su- su- surround that room with your glory, with your presence, that she may be whole. Father, we pray for Sister Ethel. We come against flu, the spirit of infirmity. We ask to build her immune system, renew her youth. Thank for encouraging her heart, touching her body, and touching your spirit. And we praise that she is the healed of the Lord in Jesus' name. We pray for Caleb. We ask you right now, in Jesus' name, to touch him. Someone's nephew named Caleb. We pray for him right now. Thank you for a new brain and no cancer. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, Lord. Lord, right now, I pray with this prayer cloth for Sister Terry, her brother. We come against every cancer in the bladder and the intestinal. In any area of his body we come against lord god the tumors that he's been fighting and we ask you for a miracle in his body within every part of the lining of his stomach the lining of his intestine wherever it may be we pray that your healing virtue come upon this prayer cloth that is sent to him and we pray and we thank you that you are the god of miracles we praise you for signs and wonders we praise you for your healing mom the healing virtue of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you glory. Father, we pray for those here today that may be in any type of need, their spirit, their souls, and their bodies. We praise you that it's by your stripes who we worship today that we are the healed of the Lord. We glorify you. We put our eyes upon you, Jesus. You are our healer, our sustainer. You're the God that multiplies peace and joy. And we've left our garments of sorrow and sadness All the ashes of things that have been burnt in our life. You said, I'll trade you ashes for that which is glorious, incorruptible, and passes not away. So we praise you, Lord, from the ashes of the past to the building and the edifying of the Lord. Be glorified in the lives of each and every one. As we praise you, we give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. Praise when you're coming out of the ashes coming out of the dust pile. You're coming out of that which is burned and destroyed and it does not exist. Just praise Him and they glorify Him in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody next to you. Just shake their hand and hug their neck. Tell them I love you in the love of the Lord. Tell them I love you in the love of the Lord. Just bless them. Oh, I love You that you are here Jesus we thank you that you are here Lord Jesus we praise the name of the Lord aren't you thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit that he is here he's here he's here for you hallelujah whatever need you may have he's here for you Jesus says oh I'm going away but it's It's awesome because I'm sending you the comforter, the one who anointed me to live on this earth, and the one who's with me, the one who opened my mouth, and the one who filled my life. I'm sending that same comforter to you, and so we just rejoice in his presence today, and we bless you. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Good to see each and every one of you. Glad you didn't look at the weather, and you came and worshiped God anyway. Thank God that you came to offer the sacrifices of praise. And aren't you glad that you're here? Hallelujah. Is anybody visiting us for the first time? Would you raise your hand? Anyone at all? We want to welcome you. Anybody back here? God bless you all. So good to have you. Someone else visiting us for the first time? Anyone? Over here. Oh, over there you are. Y'all got to help me. You're good to see you. God bless you. Anybody else? We're so glad you're here. Welcome. Somebody else? All right over here. God bless you. Let's give them a hand. We're so glad... Somebody over here? Oh, God bless you. Good to have you. We're glad you're here. Now, we're going to ask you all to come up here and dance for us. And uh, No, 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 no. No, hallelujah. We're, we're glad you're here, and we bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank God for the precious spirit. Thank God there's a spirit of unity, spirit of love of Christ here. He's the one exalted. So we're glad you're here, and we bless you. If you have your Bibles, I want to share something with you out of Psalms chapter 146 uh, The Lord changed what I was going to exhort you with and edify you with on this Sunday morning last night And uh, because of the wedding we had yesterday, and there's something I want to share with you about that But in Psalms 146, I have a precious couple that uh, usually sit over here And we got to marry them, and they're uh, being deployed Both of them are military, they're being deployed uh, with others that are being deployed the first part of January so we got to marry, and they wanted to get married before they left. And So we had an awesome time there yesterday. But I want you to hear this out of Psalms 146, starting with verse 1. And this is going to be the message translation. It says, Hallelujah. Oh, sing, hallelujah, oh my soul, praise God. All my life long, I'll praise God. Say that with me. All my life long, I'll praise God. You see, he's looking for that commitment. Yesterday when they got married, they had to commit till death do us part. Think about God. If there is no departing after death. There's a uniting after death. Hallelujah. Singing songs to my God as long as I live. Don't put your life in the hands of experts. I love the scripture and the message. Don't be moved by what the experts say in decree. Who know nothing about life, salvation life. Mere humans don't have what it takes. When they die, their projects, revelations, die with them. Instead, get help from the God of Jacob and put your hope in God and no real blessing. Put your hope in God and no real blessing. Now, one of the definitions of that word hope, I'm going to give you a few. One of the definitions of that word hope is, is, is the word concentration. Not a concentration camp, but to concentrate. And I saw that yesterday in the wedding, and I'm not making fun because every wedding is unique. And every wedding, they they apologized. I said, you don't need to apologize because it's not a show. It's about what's taking place in the heart and in the spirit. But what happened yesterday was that this couple was so precious. And she came down in her white dress, and he had his white tux on. And he was standing up here with me and the, the others. And she came in and his mother was looking at him on the front row And when his wife came in and he saw her all in that wedding dress The mama started crying because you could see in his face You could see that boy had it And and she came down and they took hands And I made him grab both hands and look in the eyes And I was making him, I was having him repeat the vows with me And we got to a certain point and he wasn't repeating anymore And I said, brother, say, I so-and-so, take you so-and-so, and and he wouldn't repeat. And so I said it again, and he didn't repeat. I said it a third time, and finally he heard it, and he goes, oh, 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 and he repeated. And, and, And he apologized for that. I said, don't. That's the uniqueness of the moment. He was so lost in his bride he couldn't hear anything I was saying. He was so in a concentration of, look, what I, look what's mine. Look what's becoming mine. Look how beautiful my bride is. He was so lost in her. He, he didn't care about no one else. He didn't care that it was being recorded. He didn't care what anybody thought because he wasn't even listen. He wasn't even conscious that he wasn't repeating what he was supposed to be repeating, and so we went through that. And she did okay. And then it was time for the unity candles, candles, the lighting of the unity candles. And I explained how that was supposed to be done, and they didn't do it right. But it didn't matter. They, and someone said, "They aren't listening to you. They don't need to listen to me. It's their moment." Their eyes and their heart was saying everything better than they could say that I was saying. And there's a place that we get in worship. That we just flow and flow and flow and we're so concentrating on the bridegroom. He gets so lost in you. There's a place in worship that you can get so lost in him that you're not hearing the other people around you. You're not even reading the words. You're not even hearing the worshipers. There's a place that you get to such a point like they did yesterday that you're concentrating so much on the goodness and the love and the mercy of God that I'm not even noticing what I'm supposed to be doing and I just don't care. This feels so good. I have people tell me, Pastor, I've been raised Southern Baptist. And I'm not supposed to act like that Others say I've been raised Catholic And I'm not supposed to even act like that We don't, didn't do that growing up Pastor I was raised Methodist Listen There's a point where you get Where it's not about your denomination God bless every one of them It's about Jesus And you get to a point where well, you get so focused on Jesus You look in his face And it's like the hymn we used to sing Things grow so strangely dim In the light of the glory And in his face And that word hope means A confident and a happy expectation Now you may be, you may be here today And you feel like you're not expecting anything Somebody might have even told you Don't expect a raise Don't expect nothing for Christmas Don't expect that I'll be with you The end of this year But he says, blessed are those who hope, who have an expectation. It means nothing to distract you. It means a knowing that something good is going to happen. Look at your neighbor and say, something good is going to happen to you. Tell them, something good is going to happen to you. It means to be totally absorbed in the thing hoped for. Totally absorbed. And, you know, we come here because we want, we want the presence of God so much that we want to be totally absorbed in the worship that brings us into the Holy of Holies. That looses the incense of our praise, but looses the presence of God into our midst. He inhabits in the praises of his people. And there's a getting lost there. And, and, and the reason there's an anticipation because it says in verse 6 in the message... He always does what he says. Well, I love that. He always does what he says. He defends the wronged and he feeds the hunger and God frees the prisoners, gives sight to the blind and lifts up the fallen. And I love what it says in verse 10. God is in charge. There's a line. Always. God is in charge always that's why we have the expectation that we have that's why we sing with hope that's why we sing with a hope knowing that he's hearing us and we're pleasing to him and we're forgetting about everybody and everything that's one reason one of the reasons we invested in these lights to get uh, we call it mood lighting because so that you can just forget about who's by you who's doing what not looking at who's raising their hands, who's not not looking at who's looking around and who's got their eyes closed. It's not about nobody else but an encounter of you as a bride with the bridegroom and getting lost in him. Now, as you know, the Bible tells us, Satan said, I will, five times, I will rob your worship and I will rob your praise. What he said, I will ascend against God. The devil wants to rob your worship. He wants to rob the praise. He wants to rob the word of God out of your heart when it's sown. But when you concentrate and you dedicate everything to there and you worship God acceptably. Psalms 21.2 in the message. I have to give you the scripture too. This is for somebody who says, you give him exactly what he wanted. And you didn't hold back. And verse 4 says, he wanted a good life. How many of you right now want to claim that? If that's you, raise your hand. You want a good life. We just read, he doesn't hold nothing back from you. You wanted a good life. And he goes on to say, and then he made it. And as a bonus, he'll make it a long life. How many want long life? He'll give you his life. He'll give you life as you know it is salvation. But then he'll give you a bonus. A long satisfied life. Psalms 92 verse 16. So I just want to bless you with that today. And I want you just everything you do as we get ready to get the offerings and the tithes and as we get ready to give unto God out of what he's given us. And as we obey the word of God and we move out, and as we go and we help people, and as we minister to people, as we worship, as we continue to worship, as we get ready to receive the word of God, He does exactly what He says he will do. And he'll give you exactly what you desire. So so you put your hope and your expectation in that. Don't let anything, any, don't let what happened to anyone. Stop you from believing That God won't do it for you Something might not have happened For somebody that you loved and cared for But it doesn't mean that God is not going to do it For you Don't base God On what other peoples receive and what other people Live, you base God On what he revealed through Jesus Christ And what he promised in his word for you And what he promised, it has to come true Do you receive that? Hallelujah, with us just come forward We're going to receive this morning's Offerings and tithe and father how much we love you and how much we cherish your word and we thank you for what you're doing We thank you for the opportunity to come and to be expectant in your presence And to receive and to behold your glory and allow things to just fall off of us And your things to come upon us We praise you for that anointing in your presence. We praise you for touching minds destroying lies and building us up in truth We give you all the glory and praise, all through the name in which we are baptized, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, washed and redeemed through your blood. We give you glory, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, saints. you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to just encourage you. Next Sunday morning, we're going to have something real neat. Everybody's going to be a participant of. And uh, don't worry, we won't make you come up here, but we're going to have a great time getting ready for our Christmas. And then uh, next Sunday night, we got our children. They're going to be putting on an awesome play. And I want to encourage you to come next Sunday night also at 6 o'clock. And uh, I just want to praise God with you together for our children and our youth ministry. Uh, I just thank God that we were able to train, help. Help you train these children so they don't have to go in the world, experience things that many of us wish we never would have experienced. And I want to thank all the volunteers, all the helpers. I want to thank you, parents, for being faithful, bringing your children here so that they can be imparted into and raised up in godly ways. And I just believe that they will not touch any deadly thing. They will be consecrated to the glory of God. And we just praise God for the children's ministry. Wednesday nights at 7, we got the youth that are going on that are just, just... been in revival for years now just awesome what they're doing and then the royal rangers the girls for christ which is type of boy and girl scouts and and we just thank god for all the volunteers and everybody who's helping us in that area and also uh excuse me also uh, tonight we'll be here at six o'clock and i'll be finishing on the letters of the book of revelation and uh we're just glad you're here and we bless you this morning now now this morning i want to go ahead and i want to conclude i've been on a number of weeks now Clues from coming out of the blues. And I know a lot of people have emailed me and spoke about how they've received a lot of it. And I want to give you some of the last clues that we can get out of the word of God. God himself revealed through the situation, through his word. So we don't have to live a life of depression anymore. How many are thankful for that? Amen. Getting out of the blues. Freedom through knowing his voice. And I want to start off with this scripture with you today. A person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. I see that this this was not changed y'all just Forgive us, there's a few mistakes that we're not able to fix. This was supposed to be 25, 28. But let me just read it. It says, a person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. In other words, when we cannot keep control of our emotions, of how we feel, what we think, what we do, it's like a house that can be broken into. One of the things that this mayor, the last mayor, did to help bring crime down in New York was he said the thing you got to do, first of all, is you've got to go into a broken down, bad neighborhood and you have to fix the broken windows. And when you start fixing the broken windows and the broken doors, all of a sudden it's amazing how the neighborhood will change. Well, when we, cannot, when we lose control of our emotions and our thoughts and our life, so many times it's easy to even at those moments make the worst decisions in our life. How many of you know you do not want to live your life making decisions in the valley if you want to live on the mountaintop? Amen. Now, I don't know how many of you watched It's a Wonderful Life last night on Channel 5. Anybody? Every year, I love it. How many of you ever seen it? It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, that 1946 classic. I have the collector's edition. I just have to watch it every year because it has so much truth about how one person touches lives. And uh, an angel, uh, this little weird angel came and helped him see what life would have been, the town would have been, people would have been without him. And so they, they helped him see that how important life is. And it's a message to each and every one of, us, one of us how important life is. But what I want you to see about this movie that I want to tell you about here was when... Some money was lost, and it looked like everything was at the end after he had a hard life, trial after trial, just living a life to help people, and putting all of his dreams off, and he seems like he would never have his dreams come true. Listen to this. He got back home, and he lost it. And as I was watching last night, I started thinking, boy, this is, this is about not being able to control your spirit. He lost it, and he started hollering at his kids. He was angry at the house. He was angry at the teacher and got on the phone and made the teacher cry and made her husband mad. He got got angry at the broken old down house. He got angry at the town. He got angry at his job. He started hollering at the kids. And, And what I heard was when the little girl says, Daddy, you're scaring me. And I started thinking, how many people live in that type of a situation where they go, Daddy, you're scaring me. Honey, you're scaring me with that type of talk. Honey, what do you mean you don't love me anymore? What do you mean you want to leave? What do you mean that you want to kill yourself? What do you mean that you feel like start cutting yourself? When you don't have self-control over your thoughts and your emotions, and there's been lies of the enemy that's just been being fed to you, it doesn't matter how good of a person you've been and how much good you've done in your life, there's a, capa- there's a place that is capable where the enemy can come in like a flood to try to destroy you because his desire is to steal, to kill, and destroy. But thank God Jesus Christ came to give us life and life more abundantly. Amen? But there's a place where we can see where it's so easy to lose it. And I'll show you an example here. In Genesis 4, 5 through 7, it says, But Cain and his offering didn't get God's approval. Cain lost his temper and went into a soul. God spoke to Cain. Why this tantrum? Why are the sulking? If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is lying in to wait for you, ready to pounce and get it out, ready to pounce on you. Wait a minute. Did did, did y'all do that or did I do that? Y'all don't do that. Let me do that. And it says here, sin is lying to wait for you, ready to pounce. It's out to get you. Look what it says here. You've got to... Say it with me. You've got to master it. Listen, it says in, in this translation, if you had... God told him in the, new, the good news, it says, if you had done the right thing, you would be smiling. He told Cain, if you would have done the right thing... You would be smiling And you still can save yourself If you take control I want you to see this next scripture This this is so important There in Job Chapter 25 uh, 29-25 Look what it says It says I was their leader Establishing Look at this Establishing the mood And the setting for the pace By which they lived where I led, they followed. You say, what does that have to do? It has to do with everything. A man who cannot control his spirit is like a city without walls. We are called to lead in our homes and lead a godly in a Christian life. Now, I looked up part of the definition of the word lead. And it means to go with one by holding them by the hand while moving forward. You may be here today and you say, why is it my life moving forward? How are you leading? And what spirit and what attitude inside of you is leading you? Listen to this definition. It means to show someone the way to destination by going in front of them or beside them. To lead someone astray means to cause someone to act or think foolishly or wrongly. Lead from front means to take an active role in what one is urging and directing others. And it also means to be careful of misleading clues and signals. It means to steer and to pilot. So what we see here is the importance of learning how to lead by example. But but in our homes with our children, I mean, if I want them to read the word, I need to be reading the word. If I want them to watch what is right, I need to be watching what is right. If I want to have favor at work, I need to be living with the favor of God and revealing that the reason I have the favor of God is because I'm doing what God wants me to do in my life. Amen. I am their leader, establishing the mood and setting the pace by which they lived. And I led and they followed. So the decisions I'm making is going to have something to do with their life. Now, what we saw with the prophet Elijah was that he got to a point in his life where he was so discouraged, he was praying, God, just take my life. He wanted to die, and we'd been studying on this for the last six to eight weeks about how Elijah was just running for his life. He was a prophet. He was spiritual, but yet he was suicidal. And one of the things I, wa- I want to share with you here is that, that about he told him twice, and I shared this with you last week. He said twice, eat and rest, and he woke him up again, eat and rest. And that word rest is the word anapao in Hebrew. And listen to this. You need to write this down. That word rest means to recreate mentally. If I want to lead and I want to hold their hand and I want to do what God is calling me to do, I've got to learn to enter into the rest of the Lord, which means here in the Hebrew to be recreated mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. It also means to be refreshed. You cannot keep living the lifestyle and keep going through believing the lies and allowing the enemy and, and yourself to battle with these different type of emotions and be able to stand the test of the time and help people. It says here also it means a personality adjustment and it means to be the man in charge and listen to this. The word rest there for all of us movie lovers means intermission. How many of you ever seen Gone with the Wind? That is a long good movie, but I tell you what, Ben Hur too. Thank God for when it says intermission. Oh, thank God I can go and get something to drink or or go to the restroom or something. But anyway, intermission means I've got to quit laboring and quit doing what I'm doing and take a break from it and then come back to it later. You're you're just trying to get it done. If I could just work on this, if I could just conquer this, if I could just see a change in this area, then, then I'll rest. No, you need to take an intermission. You need to take a break. You need it like Jesus did. Before he whipped them in the temple, uh, uh, those who were selling and and buying, he took a walk first. And he cursed a fig tree. And he took a walk with his disciples when he saw what they were doing. Then he went back to the temple. He made a whip and he whipped them out the temple and he overthrew the tables. Sometimes you got to take a break before you take action. Sometimes you've got to lead by following the Holy Spirit so you're being led in the right way with the right mindset and the right thoughts. Let me show you this. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. It says, fix. Everybody say that with me. You see it's underlined there. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy to be praised. In other words, fix your mind. Let this be your mindset. I looked up that word fix, and it means to lodge or implant an idea, an image, Or a memory firmly into a person's mind. There's some transformations of the mind that need to take place, and that word "rest" means a transformation of mind, and it means to lodge or implant an idea, a memory, or an image in someone's life. It means to see changes that are need to be made and put it in there. It means to repair. It means necessary work or improvement. It means to adapt something. It means to get a fix in a determined position. Even not by what you see but what you hear And it speaks of radio contact What you listen to in the spirit It means, and another translation says this His words are fixed in my memory Which means to be lodged, to be embedded To be burned and to be branded And all you computer guys, I'm learning This is called a memory stick And whenever we get ready to do our, our PowerPoints, We type it up And Brother Jake types it in his computer. He puts the memory stick in his computer. He he downloads it into this this little bitty memory stick. He gives me the memory stick. I prick this memory stick, put it into my computer. I download it, and I cannot pull this stick out until I eject it from my computer, and then everything that he's downloaded in this memory stick is then burned and lodged into my computer, and what he has on his computer is now into my computer. Well, that's what the Word of God is saying. You need, all you computer people, listen to me, you need to put your memory stick into the Word of God, and let the thoughts and the precepts The ideas and the images Of God get into that memory stick And then you need to stick it Inside of your mind and you Need to leave it in there and you don't Pull it out because you'll lose it leave it In there day and night you will Meditate upon it day and night And allow everything that has been Downloaded from the word of God And from heaven above let it come down Let it get inside of the memory stick Put it inside of you and allow that to Be part of you lodged to where when you See something when there's an image of You failing or if there's an image of your Marriage failing all of a sudden what was Downloaded will trash The old thought put in the new Thought and you better say wait a minute devil I'm not believing your lies anymore My mind and my heart is Fixed 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 Wait a minute it says Fix your thoughts on What is true Honorable Right and pure so you've got to fix your thoughts on that and not allow anything to shake you off. It also speaks of being navigated to the right place where God wants you. So we've got to make sure that we're thinking these things and putting these right mindsets where they need to go. Amen. Now look at this. I want you to see this. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 in the Living Bible, look at this. It says, Above all else. Say that with me. Above all else. Guard your affections. For they influence every. How much? Say it out loud again. Every area of your life. Now, if you take your notes down, the word affection means your emotional realm of love and feeling. Affection means the emotional realm. Above all else, guard your emotions. Guard the affectionate realm of love, feeling, devotion, and sentiment. The bent... Our disposition of the mind that is able to be swayed. It says, lock your mind so that you cannot be swayed from that which is wrong. If an affection has gained a hook in our hearts, that's what's going to lead us into the wrong pathway and not the word of God. So we've got to get those mindsets fixed. Amen. So I want you to see here. Next one, 1 Kings 19 verse 8. Well, let's skip that one. It says, so he got up and ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. This is another clue. Write this down. This is another clue. Mount Sinai is where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Listen to this. You're not going to get out of depression if you're not planted in a local church. You're not going to flow what God was telling Elijah, get back into my presence. Get back where it all started. Get to where I gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Get into church. And I want to give you a few scriptures here. Uh, Mount Sinai means to church, uh, to to get into church. Now look at this next scripture, Psalms chapter 92, verse 13. It says, those who are planted, everybody say with me, planted. Planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age They shall be fresh and flourishing To declare that the Lord is upright He Say it out with me He is my rock And there is no unrighteousness in him It says when you're planted into the church You're going to flourish It's not maybe but you will flourish A lot of people say Well you know I, I can do good all by myself Yeah well you can do bad all by yourself too Who are you accountable to? I mean, one of my pastors was here Wednesday night. I mean, we have a covering over our church. Well, I have three pastors over me. We belong to our organization. We've got accountability in every area. But you as an individual, who are you accountable to? You don't want to just be going around just from church to church. I remember when we were in Argentina, we had this guy come. And he wanted to start a ministry in the church. Just got in there, wanted to start a ministry. And so I was praying about it. And the Lord gave me a dream. And he showed me a a big planter with a tree in it. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? He says, he's there and I'm keeping him in a pot because I don't want his roots to intermingle with other roots already established in the church because you can't trust him. And when it comes time, you will have to take him out. And when you pull him out, if you allow him to be transplanted in the church and his roots go down with the roots of the believers, when you pull him out, you're going to pull others with him too. But if you allow me to keep him within a planter, His roots will never mix with the roots of the others. You don't want to just be someone who's just living in a planter. How many of you want to get in that real rich ground and you want to be a part of something else and you want to grab a hold of that nourishment? Amen. So we see here that it says in Jeremiah 2.21, I planted you a noble vine, a seed of Highest quality. Say that with me, highest quality. Everything that you need, the divine preparation, the divine instillment. God has that for you, and that's what you receive when you come to church. Exodus 15:17. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain, the place the Lord has reserved for you, your own dwelling, the sanctuary of the Lord, that your hands be established." I didn't have these powerpoints so I'm just reading this to you. Ezekiel 17:10 says, "Behold, it is planted. Will it thrive? You have to be planted in a church. You have to become part of a church. You have to be faithful to church. And, and not treat it as just going to a grocery store that you always go to. But be a part of it. Love it. Pray for it. Worship with it. Be a part of it so that you can thrive. And then I want to show you in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 9. It says, There he came to a cave where he spent the night. And the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you and torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Verse 11, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. Say that with me. Gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. I want to stop there just for a moment. One of the ways that we're going to get out of depression and get out of the blues is that we've got to get used to listening to the whisper of God. The voice of God is what will lead you. To freedom. He expected God in the miraculous. Oh we're getting ready to see God. The mountain's shaking. The rocks are flying. The the earthquake is happening. But it wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in the fire. It wasn't in the wind. It was in the still small voice. If you're taking notes write this down. When you're at your lowest. Is usually the time when God speaks the softest. When you're at your lowest. Is usually when God speaks the softest. We have a great brother who just started coming to this church two months ago. Uh, I don't want to say who he is, and I'm not trying to embarrass him, but he shared his testimony. He wants to get involved. He had wrote on his wall, and he was preparing to kill himself just a little over two months ago. As he was getting ready to kill himself, and different things in life had happened, he woke up on a Sunday morning, and that was when he was thinking about doing it. And as he was thinking about it, the Lord said, When will you stop running from me? And he came to word of grace. He got saved. And immediately all the addictions and everything came off of him. And he's been free for over two months. But he was thinking about killing himself. But at that lowest moment is when God spoke to him. Church, listen to me. This is so important. You may feel like you're at your lowest point, but this, that many times that's when God speaks to you. Things to go into your heart that are changing for the rest of your life. When we were in, in, in uh, Argentina, when our son uh, was two years old and he, he was very autistic at that moment. And we had an awesome meeting there at the church and came home and I, I picked him up and I sat down in the rocking chair and I was holding him and I was just. Kind of complaining to God And and I, I was crying out to God And I said, God, I have a son You gave me a son And I don't even know what his voice sounds like He was three years old, Lance was one I said, I don't even know what his voice sounds like He can't speak And they tell me that he won't be able to speak That he needs to learn sign language They tell us that he's autistic I don't know if he's hungry I don't know if he's thirsty All he does is make noises I have a boy And I don't even know what his voice sounds like and I was crying out to God, and I was there just weeping, and I was broken, holding my boy. And All of a sudden, I heard God speak to me. He says, I know how you feel. And I thought, God, how do, you, how do you know how I feel? He says, I have children. I don't know their voices, but they can speak. But they don't speak to me. And then I started weeping for God and not weeping for myself. There was another time that we had some precious people in the church in Argentina. They decided to leave and it, it was a big misunderstanding. I tried protecting them from a witch. I've told the story before and the three sisters got together and took off. And anyway, I went home and I was sitting there and I was crying and I was crying out to God. And I was saying, God, I'm such a failure. Here we were so close to these people, and they left the church. And, Lord, how can I I change? What can I do to keep people? What can I do to make people stay? And I was just crying out to God, and I was just opening my heart to him. And all of a sudden, he spoke to me, and he said, and he just spoke so clearly. He says, am I perfect? I said, oh, yes, God, you're perfect. He says, am I the perfect God? I said, yes. He says, well, if I'm the perfect God, and heaven is a perfect place, why was not I able to keep my worship leader and a third of my angels? He says, who are you to think that you, imperfect, can keep everyone if I, the perfect one, couldn't keep everyone? And that revelation and whisper of God changed my ministry is not built upon who stays and who goes. Because God told me, little, boy, little son, let me tell you something. You may think you're good, but you know I'm better. But I couldn't keep my worship leader. He left me and a third of my angels that I created left me. So don't you try to think you can keep everybody. And I just started worshiping him. It's not about me, it's about him. What will get you through? God spoke Moses all the way through the wilderness. When people, he wanted to kill people when Moses wanted to kill people. God whispered into him and brought him through the wilderness. He led him through the wilderness. Whatever you're going through. Listen, and let me tell you this. When the angel woke up Elijah, he didn't say, why don't you know more scriptures? Why aren't you praying more? No, he said, you need to eat and sleep. And let me tell you something else. It's not. Just what you know is who you know. And there's a lot of people who know the word of God in Greek, Hebrew concordances. They know the word of God. They know all the great speakers by their books. They know everything that men and God has written, but they don't know the voice of God. And there's a lot of people who know the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. and They still get in trouble and they still get into problems. It's not about just knowing the word. You've got to get to know the voice. The voice of the shepherd. It's the whisper of God that will speak things that you didn't know about yourself and others. It's the voice and the whisper of God that will rescue you from what seems to be the end and bring you to a new place. Listen, it's the voice of God, ladies. It's the voice of God that will tell you things to touch you in the deepest part of your hungry heart where your husband's not doing it. It's the whisper of God, man, that will build you up and encourage you. Where your wife is not doing it Children, young people It's the voice of God that will get you through Not only college and school But it'll get you through puberty It's the voice of God that will get you Out of whatever state you're in To bring you into the better place That God has for you Amen It's to listen Now in listening to God One of the things he had to do with Elijah Elijah was saying I didn't do this, I didn't do that I didn't do this, I didn't do that Elijah spoke a lot of truth I could could go over it with you I don't have time God Elijah spoke a lot of truth to God God could have said yep, that's true You never bowed your knee yes, you've been zealous for me Yes, you've been doing everything I wanted to but then he says but i'm the only one who have never bowed a knee Nope, that's a lie What God wants to do in his whispers listen now he wants to destroy the lies Now let me give you a revelation here one of the definitions of the word lie Is the word anesthesia How many of you ever been to the dentist and they gave you those shots and your mouth got numb and the doctor would tell you, don't you chew on your tongue because you could chew your tongue off. How many of you know, when you start getting those shots in your mouth, <laughs> you come out and you can't, you can't even talk. And I don't know what movie it was, but I saw some movie where the guy took the same needle that he used in his mouth and he put it in his leg. Did y'all see that movie? And when he tried to walk, y'all remember? <laughs> y'all remember? I don't know move, what movie that was, but anyway, his leg went to sleep. Listen. The lie of the enemy, listen, this is so important because the Lord uses this definition. A lie of the enemy will open the door for the spirit of slumber. Lies cause truths and emotions to go to sleep. So the spirit of slumber will come upon you and cause you to live according to the lie and the slumber instead of according to the anointing and life. We want to break that this morning We want to break that over your life That the lies of the enemy That has been caused in different areas of emotion You know I don't even feel anything anymore There's a spirit of slumber that's been operating there And there's some type of lie you've bought into There's some part That there's been a shot of a lie That's gone down And has called that part of you To go to sleep and to die the Spirit of God wants to wake that up this morning Now we don't have time to go into it But there's the last part And I want to share this with you And I believe it encourages you The last part there, it says that God spoke to Elijah, and he said, I love the words. Could you go back to the last scripture, brother? I love the last words. He he said, then the Lord told him, go back the same way you came. Now, say that with me. Go back the same way you came. Now, listen, we're not going to go into it, but he started telling Elijah, I want you to go to anoint. This one, I want you to go anoint. That one, I want you to go anoint. This one, I want you to do this. A lot of preachers preach, and they say, you know what? Elijah's ministry was ruined and he had to give it up Listen to me just for a few more moments please I know you want to go see the saints but they're going to win anyway So just stay right here for just a moment They're going to win okay it's going to be 13 and 0 Don't jinx them by leaving church We're in intercession right now okay What I'm getting ready to tell you is so important Please don't go nowhere Listen, listen just for a few more moments A lot of people say that when Elijah did this, he messed up. And God says, go anoint Elisha in your place because you're not fit to be a prophet. That's not true. You know what God told Elijah? You got mental. You had a mental breakdown. You got suicidal. You, you believe in lies you had all these problems, but elijah. This is my word to you I want you to go back and just keep doing what you were doing before I want you to go back to doing the work of a prophet You have not been disqualified and he went back and he started the schools of the prophets and he continued working in the ministry of God This is what I want to tell you right now You might have messed up in your life and you might be wondering What am I ever going to be able to do to recuperate where I have fallen and God wants to tell you listen mom? You might have messed up. You might have lost the respect of your husband. You might have lost your marriage. You lost might have lost your children. You're wondering, how am I ever going to fix my life? God is saying, go back the way you came. Just start being a mom again and allow the Spirit of God to start replacing the lies and the emotions of you feeling like a failure as a mom. Amen? Just because you, you, just because you know you messed up and everybody knows you messed up and you even think, my children even know I messed up. There may be a man here. You might have... Fell into some type of sin and you lost your marriage, you lost your children, your wife don't want you back, your children don't want to see you. And you might feel like a total failure and you're saying, what can I do about my life? I've messed my life up and nobody wants to see me, nobody wants to accept me. I'm a complete and total failure. Go back to do what you were before. You may not become that lady's husband again, but you can still be those children's father. And they may reject you for another year another two years, but you just go back doing what you were doing before until they start trusting you and start believing you that you're real, you're true, you're genuine, and guess what? You're changed, and you're not that person you were when you made that mistake. You may be here today, and you might have thought that you've messed up on your future. You might think that you're the biggest failure, and you're living in the most frustration you've ever lived before, and you feel like there'll never be a second chance. Listen, Elijah was praying for God to kill him, and God says, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to continue to use you. And listen to me. And this is what God told Elijah to do. I want you to continue doing what you were doing before. I want you to stay busy and I want you to live because it's about other people and it's not about you. The biggest problem, America's over 80-something percent depressed. But you know what? America's over 80 percent into themselves and not into others. There's more people. Crying and giving towards that commercial about those little dogs that need to be adopted more about the little children who are starving on the streets There's a lot of things going on about helping people encouraging people Listen the Salvation Army all, all these different organizations that are trying to help and be a blessing to people Listen if you want to get out of depression and you want to get out of the blues I've given you a bunch of clues but this is one of the greatest ones Do for others and especially do for those who can't do for themselves you feel depressed go to the hospital and visit somebody you feel down and you feel like you can't get out of the blues Go to the nursing home and try to encourage people You want to do some special? Let's start Let's get some cookies together to bring to some of the veterans at the veterans hospital for christmas I mean, let's get together Let's get a food drive and bring some food to some people in need you want to feel better about yourself You want to feel better about your life. You want to feel you know what? God, God's not through using me it's not over. You may be here today. You might have been a, a minister, a youth minister. You might have been a children's minister. You might have been a singer. You might have been a musician in another church. And you might, have, you might have even been a minister in another church. And you might feel, you know what? I've messed up and I'll never get to minister again. Wait a minute. God's got something to tell you. Go back to do what you were doing before. But God, I've got this reputation now. I'm getting ready to transform that reputation into something better for me. Amen? He's not through with you. Listen, I t- I'll prove it. You, you're saying, yes, he is. I'll prove he's not through with you. Are you still alive? Are we doing your funeral today, or are we worshiping God together today? Are you alive? Did God kill Elijah? No. He wasn't through with him yet. I got news for you. He's not through with you. He's not through with you yet. He's kept you alive. Even in wherever you are emotionally right now, he's kept you alive because he's got a purpose for you. You haven't messed up enough to be disqualified because you're accepted in Jesus, not because of who you are and what you can do. You just tell the devil, you're not putting me to sleep in the area of compassion for people. Because I believed a lie that I'm not any good anymore. He is making me good. He will fulfill his plans for my life. And I am not quitting. And I'm not going to lay on the side and go to sleep for the rest of my life. But I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something. And I'm going to make a change in this life for somebody. So don't allow the enemy to put you to sleep in certain areas of your emotions and your feelings. Well, you know, I've been hurt at five churches and I just don't think I can trust another church Go ahead and let the Holy Spirit heal you and go ahead and trust another church. Go ahead and trust another people. Go and allow the Holy Spirit go ahead and tell you that you, you may say, you know what, I'll never get married again. Who told you that? You know what, I've got a report from the doctor that I've got cancer and I'm going to die. Are you going to believe man or are you going to believe God? Somebody may be telling you never get out of the financial crisis that you're in. Who's telling you that, man or the God whose all things are possible with him? So today, the question is, who are you going to believe and what are you going to act upon? When you look in the mirror, you need to stop saying, you messed up so bad. You may as well just give it all up. You may as well just quit. You may as well call it quits because you'll never do nothing else. Nope, look, you're still alive because it's not over for you. And I got news for you. You're not going to die anytime soon either. You're going to live a long time. And God is going to get glory out of your life. Because you were born on this earth for a purpose And he's going to fulfill it No matter how bad you think you messed up He's going to get more glory out of your mess up Than the devil thought he was going to get By destroying you So don't you give up today I want you to close your eyes just for a moment Let me pray with you But if you're here today And this message was for you And you're saying Oh my God I I, I need you to help me To be able to believe That you even care and that you love me and that there is still something for me to do. I need you to help me accept the truth that you love me and you care for me. If you feel like it's over. If you're here today and you feel like we studied about Elijah. He was lonely. He was isolated. He felt like he constantly lived in competition. And comparison himself to others. If you feel burnout. Exhausted. If you feel like what God planned for you to do is over and you'll never do it, any of these areas that we've shared over the last few weeks that are the reason for the blues, for the reason for depression, if you need that broken over you, I want you to raise your hand right there where you are as believers are praying. There's hands all over. Look at that. Look at that. Sweet Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 yes. You see the hands, Father. You see the hands. You see the hands of those Oh, sweet Holy Spirit of God Believers, be praying, be praying Be praying Sweet Spirit of God Heavenly Father, we come before you And you are known as the Rescuer The Restorer And the Revelator We come before you, Father, right now We ask you through your Holy Spirit That is present, even activated right now To move on each and every life As they have raised their hands and opened up their hearts we ask you to awake, awaken, awaken love and compassion and desire. We ask you to reawaken the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will lead them and guide them and destroy the things that have been trying to pull them down. We praise you for a release of the Holy Spirit and his anointing upon each and every one right now in Jesus' name. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you heal the mind and the hearts. We ask you right now as we come together, we break every spirit and every hindrance in the area of loneliness, burnout, the lie of comparing, the lie of believing a lie. Oh, we come right now and we pray your truth to be established and that we are able to think and download and focus on that which is true, lovely, of a good report, not the bad report or the evil belief. We pray for a transformation of mind and heart, emotions, feelings. We ask you to heal the souls that are here that are so wounded. And I pray against that spirit of failure that tries to attack the mind and the emotions of your people. I pray for your special children right now that they may have ears as Samuel to hear the voice of our Father. I pray for ears to hear the whisper and the healing words, the guidance of a God who loves us for always and always and ever. I pray right now, open our ears and our hearts to be receptive to your presence. Heal each and every hurt. Revive every vision and every desire, every dream. Help that mother go back to being a mother, even though she's been through so much rejection. Help that dad to go back and never give up on being a dad, even maybe to a child he hadn't seen in 14 or 15 years. They still love you They still need you And they still want you Whether they say it or not I pray for that person That has still felt like They're hung up on alcohol and other areas And they can't get out I thank you that you're the hope You're the freedom For their life And it's not over Your freedom right now In Jesus name As your eyes are still closed And head bowed The most important decision Right now this morning At this moment It's the question about your salvation, that if you would die right now, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? The question I'm asking you right now, I'm asking you right now, and you listen you think about it. If you're not satisfied with your life, how about give it to Jesus? How about surrender your life right now to Jesus? Let him become the Lord and the master of your life. He who created you and gave his best for you, his son. How about you surrender your life right now to Him and say, I surrender my life. I need forgiveness of my sins, and I need strength to make it through the rest of my life. I want you to Lord over my life. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Anybody at all. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. God bless you, sis. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Raise your hand. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you there in the corner. God bless you. I see you. God bless you, precious. Anyone else here today? Anyone else at all? You know that this is your moment. You know you cannot go on living like you've been living. You need forgiveness of your sins. You need to know that your life is right with Christ. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. I see that hand also. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God bless you, brother. I see that hand, sir. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Believers, continue praying. The Holy Spirit is moving. He's reviving dreams. He's touching hearts. He's healing wounds that's what our God is all about anyone else would you raise your hand anyone else we worship you Lord we worship you Lord we worship you Lord with those who raise their hands would you come forward would you come forward and allow us to pray with you the prayer of salvation would you come and stand and just face me God bless you little sis God bless you brother my sis just come and stand right here there was others there was others that raised their hands would you come please would you come Would you come? The Holy Spirit asks ask you to move. I need a a brother behind my brother. I need sisters behind my sisters. Would you all come, please? Come help us there at the altar. This is a most precious moment. There was a few others that raised their hand. You know who you are. Christians, continue praying. Let's go ahead and just keep our eyes closed for just a while longer. There were others who raised their hand. There was others. We don't want to close without you coming and praying the prayer of salvation, you giving your life to Jesus. Christians, be praying, pray, pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, we come against the fear of man. Any form of being intimidated or feeling unworthy. Don't, don't, don't listen to the enemy. Come. Don't listen to the enemy. Don't listen to another lie. The lies are over. Now, you just come and receive Jesus today. Come, come and receive Jesus today. There was others. We want to give you an opportunity. Oh, this is your moment. Please come. This is your moment. Don't leave here. Don't leave here without connecting with God. Don't leave here without connecting with God. We need Him. We need Him. God bless you, my sis. Thank you. God bless you. There's about two more. There's about two more. There's you. Come. 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 Come and receive the one who loved you. Gave His life for you come right now I need you to my heart right now sweet Savior oh for the love of Jesus Christ we praise you we praise you we praise you we praise you you. anyone else anyone else who raised their hand would you come now I want the believers would you raise hands towards these people right here Look, look at me for just a moment each and every one of you, this is, this is a special moment. This is a moment for you. You're special to Him. Whatever hurts and pains, whatever things, we're here right now to pray with you. And you're going to receive the Lord, but also you're going to receive our love and our prayers that God is going to be with you and God is going to heal you and touch you and minister to you today. A lot of times you feel, we feel like we're battling things alone. A lot of times we feel like we don't have any family. We don't have people we can count on. But Jesus is going to make himself real to you today, and today, going to make the devil so mad. He's going to take all your sins, all of them, and he's going to fall them up, and he's going to throw them in the sea of forgetfulness where they could never be seen or brought up again. Oh, that makes the devil mad. And he's going to wash you as white as snow through his blood right now, and every stain Anything that resembles sin in the old person we used to be Is going to be covered up today And you're going to be white as snow and clean As innocent as a new baby Never to call yourself a sinner or no good Or down or anything again No, you are a daughter and a son of the most high God So as the word of God teaches us Would you put your hand upon your heart Because that's what we believe with And then we confess it with our mouth So confess this with me Say this out loud Dear heavenly father I give you my life, I trust you with my life. Take me Lord, forgive me, renew me and cleanse me by the power of your precious blood. I totally accept the sacrifice that you were for me. You took my sins and all curse and you nailed it on the cross and you died that I can live and right now in the name of Jesus I receive life I receive forgiveness I receive grace and I receive the blessings that you promised me through Jesus Christ and I give you glory Father and I thank you I am born again I'm brand new. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord thanks. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord thanks. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you, sister. God bless you. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord praise. God bless you, my sister. What a joy. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. It's it's, it's all going to change now. Oh, it's going to change. (laughs) Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, my brother. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Well, listen. Brother Jake's going to dismiss us. Would you stand? We love you. We'll be here tonight at 6 o'clock. The Lord bless you. Expect great things. Don't quit. Don't give up. Endure. And let the Holy Spirit bring life to you. We love you and bless you. In Jesus' name.
1: Jesus, we just thank you for receiving these souls today into the kingdom,
0: Lord God. We just thank you, Father, for this word. And we thank you, Lord, that it is going into our souls. It's going into our hearts. And, Lord God, we will be be set free, Father, from all of our depression, all of our ways, Lord God, that keep us from going further in you walking in fullness of our life, Lord. We just thank you and praise you for what you've done
1: today. Be with everyone as they leave, Lord, and bring them back safely tonight and be with them throughout the week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.